0: Are you excited about the um, the live action? The live action Lion no. King? I haven't even I haven't seen Aladdin. I heard a lot. we saw part of Aladdin as we were driving out of the drive-in the other day. Oh, I was like, uh, you ever been to a drive-in? You know how you can like tune into the radio station. Brandon at the drive-in, Brandon, a fool. What were they? Say? And they were shooing... They were shooing? They were showing, they were showing uh, Aladdin on one of those screens. And I was like, oh, let's tune in here as we uh, collect our things, as we, we leave, and see if maybe we'll stick around for it. Mm-hmm. We did not stick around for Aladdin. No. So just the 90 seconds I saw was like, well, this is not capturing my attention at all. You know, or interesting. Uh-huh. So we just drove on. And I knew that was going to happen. and uh, but, but I do have faith, I think, in the Lion King adaptation. For one... Uh, no human actors that they have to worry about casting. No blue Will Smith.
1: Nothing like that.
0: No. you just have a bird version of John Oliver? Uh, which I am all about. That's he's, fine.
1: He's perfect for Zazu.
0: He me. is. I, like when you told me that, I was like, "Is that your recast?" Because that's too perfect for them to recast. Yeah. But you no, know, not. Uh, and also, it's got uh, John Favreau going for it. That uh-huh. guy is batting a thousand. What's his worst film? Would you say Zathura? Made. Didn't yeah, he direct Maid? Did he, he did. directed Maid? That was the follow up. That was his it first wasn't directorial a, it movie. It wasn't right?
1: a problem. It wasn't a problem so much with the movie itself. It was just it came on the heels of Swingers, which is like and a it was perfect a perfect film, and it was a little too much like Swingers, uh, yeah. Where Vince Vaughn was almost the same character all but, over again,
0: but more, and then that was the beginning of Vince Vaughn's like downfall. Like he just became more annoying in in subsequent films. Yeah. Would you say? Well,
1: you know what? He seemed really promising too, and has Vince done, Vaughn right? He's yeah. done some good work, sure. But when you look at his complete body, yeah, you're like, hmm. And, wow, and his physical body—he
0: <laughs> is turning into a bit of a—who's um, um, uh, the purple of uh, the grimace? The he's, grimace he's turning into the grimace. He's turning into Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Freaking grimace. So they're re-releasing Avengers Endgame. I saw that. Yes, with some new. Okay, so I'm confused because it said new footage, but then I saw somewhere else that it's just post credits. No, new I think footage. it's
1: both. I think there's new footage, and that. they're adding a post credit tribute. So they're doing probably uh... a Stan Lee thing at the end. Oh, that's a great. Well, they couldn't have fucking put that in the first one? I don't know, man. They, didn't want to they managed the to do it for Captain Marvel with, right. the, with the Marvel logo, That's but right. they didn't do it for Endgame. But then also, uh, I think what they're going to do, there was some more Gamora Thanos stuff Gamora. that was in the cut scenes, and I think they're probably going to throw that in. Oh, 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 and I just realized the one uh, scene that,
0: that I know that they cut was... Um, Where all the Avengers are running in the forest. <laughs> That wasn't even for a movie. <laughs> wasn't even for Just did that for the trailer. Those sons <laughs> of bitch, man. Uh, Rogue One showed up on TV again. Oh and no! I realized that. Kill no, it, kill it with no, fire. No, that's that's uh, well better than Solo. I think. Yeah. I
1: disagree. Yeah, I, I know. We've had this conversation. Yeah. Uh, I, I
0: think it's. I think it's a better film, even though I think maybe
1: Solo was more fun. I, with, Solo is parts? definitely more fun, and I think Solo probably doesn't have as many pound for pound like good performers in it. No. as Rogue One does. But Solo didn't have bad Darth Vader dad jokes. <laughs> yes, that's
0: true. That could have been, that was a little fan service y. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, I was reminded of that scene that they made for the trailer where, like, oh, the, where she's on the, the, the tower and the TIE, and the TIE fighter, TIE fighter just comes up and you're like,
1: How oh, the fuck, fuck is she going to get out of that? Well, Sorry, I'm cursing. My wife doesn't. tells me my daughter's watching this oh, right hi, now. Hi, Harper. Sorry. Go to bed. Uh, Past your
0: bedtime. Huh? Um, we. This is where and then, Daddy yeah, gets foul mouthed. And, and they never use that shot. No, and but it's like you can't screw, screw with your. Can I say that? Screw around. Ooh, can't screw, screw around. Scoot around. That's what. You, that's okay for. I your, don't know, for baby's ears. I,
1: you know what? The, the more that we dwell on it, <laughs> I'm sure the more comfortable it is. Well, now I'm trying to censor myself. Well, don't. Well, Let's just be us. Fuck it. Oh, oh,
0: fuck it. Oh yes, fuck yes. it. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, I hate that this new trend that they're doing that. Although I will say it prevents spoilers, yeah, in a lot of ways. Good night, Harper. Now you can't Good trust.
1: Good she, she said, yeah. "Just kiss the not screen." Work. Sorry. Um, yeah. Oh, not, not me. Probably. Let, not let me. the cursing Sorry. commence. That's for the Facebook. Uh huh. Uh, no, so that you can't put stuff in the trailer. That's it's. I mean, you're you're teetering on false advertising for a movie. Yeah. But the thing is, if your enjoyment of the movie is only dependent on seeing every scene that's in the trailer, that's a you problem, not right. so much the problem with the movie. Now. My issue is mm-hmm. when you put stuff in the trailer that's far more compelling than what's in your film. Right, like, that's where I have a problem. Like a man on Tie Fighter, yeah, I guess, In that where case, a like, woman. How is Jin Erso going to get out of this? Yeah. And then you realize, oh, she gets out of it because it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. But then she doesn't get out of it. <laughs> no, she doesn't. She becomes stardust.
0: No, yes she does. <laughs>
1: Should so have so, named her Ziggy. So, so dumb that she has <laughs> this nickname, Stardust, and it's like, oh, yeah, I got it. Oh, but the, come on. She that was dusted. Kind of clever. Into Stardust. That part, not so much. Um, I still, I think, uh, it's, it's a there good was it, it was. it was unnecessary. There's mm-hmm. no reason why everyone, like, everyone in that movie died as soon as they fulfilled their purpose. Oh, and yeah. the thing is, a good movie does that in a way, because obviously, yes, a character isn't going to die until they fulfill their purpose. But the thing is, if a, if a film is written correctly... It's not so obvious. It's yes. not so
0: on the nose. Especially when, it, yeah, that, that last segment where it's like take one by one, we watch them get picked off and it's right. like, well, there's no and tension And or it's anything. always after
1: someone hits that button yeah. or hits a switch. Oh, I did my thing. Does, I did my one thing. I plugged in the cord. Blood, blood, blood.
0: Thank you, Rogue One. <laughs> Still a good film, though. I, I like it a lot. Yeah.
1: Um, other films, though. Have you seen any new new movies, Joe? Uh No, new, but I new. know last week mm-hmm. we, uh, we posted our... A uh, flashback episode of Shaft. Oh 2000s yeah. yes. Shaft. And um, since then, mm-hmm. I decided to uh, to try to check out the update. Oh, Shaft! It is new, new. Shaft. Um, I, I, I wasn't going to pay to go. Well, I'd like to pay to go see it. Still, I'm kind of lying there. <laughs> um, but just I don't think anybody wants to go see it with me. But uh, I would see it just because I
0: liked that first one, and I think listening back to last week's episode, listeners, um, if you missed last week's rerun of our original Shaft. When I say original, I mean the 2000 Sam Jackson version. Uh-huh. Go check that out uh, because I think we both we, we both really liked it. R-
1: yeah. Excellent film, yeah. For what it not even just for what it's supposed to be, but mm-hmm. just as a movie on its own, standing on its own merits, it's really good. Directed by the late John Singleton. I, I almost show, I show. wish that John Singleton uh, that we had done Fast and Furious two. And that that was our John Singleton tribute episode yeah. because that film was way better, more deserving of his praise. Uh, but but getting back to what I was saying, like, yes. I did end up watching like maybe the first ten minutes of it on a on a pirate site, mm. um, and oh, <laughs> I mean, as you would imagine, yeah. there's some problems. The movie well, has some problems. It's twenty years,
0: almost twenty years later than that first one. And Sam Jackson was in his forties then, so Mm -hmm. he's got to be pushing sixty now. Oh yeah, like how are they? He's in Harrison Ford territory. In the
1: first ten minutes, he's like hanging out in a car, and it's supposed to take place like in nineteen eighty-two or eighty-three, and uh, and he's with like Regina, Regina Hall, Uh, Regina, Regina. (laughs) uh, um, No, but so there's a gunfight that that breaks out, Mm -hmm. and he's like moving so slowly. (laughs) Oh no! Like you get this feeling that Sam Jackson just doesn't want to not sit anymore (laughs) when he does movies. (laughs) And that doesn't work for Shaft. Like, Shaft yeah, should be up, moving around. Action, yeah. Um, so, I don't know. And we had talked a little bit about this before we started recording about how, you know, but in Captain Marvel, he seemed to be all over the place. Mm. And you had pointed out, well, there's body Stunt doubles. doubles. In that, in that movie, yeah. there was a whole lot of double work, a whole lot of CG stuff going on. I read a review of it, this
0: newer Shaft, and uh, it sounds like he's just like a cranky old man now. Yeah. Talking about uh, why millennials
1: suck. It doesn't seem as fun. Why do why do millennials suck? Mm. But yeah, it is supposed to be like Shaft and his kid. So it's like the Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade of Shaft movies. (laughs) Um, So yeah. By the way, uh,
0: they just began or they're about to begin filming of uh, the new Indiana Jones film.
1: Yeah, part five now. Wow, excited about that. Are they bringing Shia back? I don't think so.
0: Do not Hmm. think he's being invited back.
1: No, no. A little, a little nutso. You think? Uh, I
0: don't know if it's that much, or maybe it was uh, the fan reaction. Maybe audiences weren't gelling with... uh
1: with what was going on with that. Now, here's, there. here's my question. Do you think they're going to kind of retcon everything that we saw in Crystal Skull? Or is it still going to consider Crystal Skull as part of the canon? I think
0: uh, the way Harrison Ford looks nowadays, you can't like, oh, this is a prequel. This happens after Last Crusade. Look but at what before... they do with Sam
1: Jackson, Captain Marvel. Like, they could DA de- The thing is, you're not, gonna get, you're not going to get a younger performance out of Harrison Ford. Did you see the footage of Harrison Ford? Okay, so Mark Hamill was on, I think he was on Kimmel. Yeah, and yeah. he did his impression of Harrison Ford. And Which then like the next week, Harrison Ford was on and watched the video back of Mark Hamill doing the impression. <laughs> Not impressed. And like they thought there was going to be like some funny reaction from Harrison nope. Ford. Harrison Ford just kind of sits around like he didn't realize he's in the room he's in. Like, he doesn't constantly. dance for anybody no. anymore. No. Except for J.J. J. Abrams. Like what he gave Don't us Spielberg. in The Force Awakens was way more... Than what I was expecting him to give.
0: He loves playing those two characters. It seems, and yeah. and nothing else. Mm-hmm. Maybe the president.
1: But even Crystal Skull, like the performance he gave us in Crystal Skull, he seemed like he was sleepwalking through that movie. Yeah. But Han Solo in The Force Awakens was delightful. Yeah. Oh, he made I, it. I just... I couldn't, I couldn't believe that. Because he
0: knew he didn't have to make any
1: more after that. Yeah, that's true. That was part of his contract. Uh, all right. So, yeah. I, I watched a little bit of The New Shaft. Mm-hmm. Will you be seeing the remaining would, 90 I minutes? I would like to. Huh? I think I'd like to, but... Right now I just don't know when. A lot of I, movies to see. So, a lot of bombs well, so far. Well, yeah, you and Jenna went and saw <laughs> I hate to show your cards or no, anything, let's but do it. Men about in Black it. International, the
0: new Men in Black. So again I mentioned we were uh, in in Memphis. Mm-hmm. Memphis. We walking in to Memphis? Memphis, yeah. With your feet 10 feet off a of beam? That's right. Um with our feet uh, in the back <laughs> of the car in a drive-in, by the
1: way. All my blue to plane. Down in the land the Middle of the bar. <laughs> Oh my god! Too old for this shit. Easy there. Uh,
0: so yeah, Slim Pickens with uh, what they were showing at the drive-in. They were showing the aforementioned Shaft, uh, also Aladdin, as I mentioned. Uh-huh. Uh, what were some of the other ones? Like it was all like the be- like a uh, Godzilla and uh, Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Oh. so we're like, God oh. damn! What do we? We want to go to the drive-in, but Man. none of these are jumping out on us. Yeah. Uh, But we thought Men in Black, at least will
1: be fun. Oh, dude, we haven't had a chance for me to talk about Dark Phoenix since... Oh, have you seen that? Yeah. Oh, okay. You want to do a spoiler version of that? Sarah and I went... Here's the spoiler.
0: (laughs) They made the movie. (laughs) Don't don't see this film. Again, all of these films that I mentioned are like 36% on Rotten Tomatoes. So like, didn't know what to do. Dark Phoenix was just too long and Men in Black was like a brisk... One forty-five. It, it, so yeah,
1: it, it's is that why you picked Men in Black
0: instead? That and like I figured it had the most potential to surprise and delight, Yeah, as I like to say, um, it it did not really do either. Um, but but I, I heard the one thing about it was the chemistry between Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson. Yes, and which that we I will saw it, already in Ragnarok. They are yes, I know. It's like Thor four. I was going to say two, but four <laughs> four Thor four. 4, 4, 4.
1: <laughs> you think the fourth they're gonna have to get clever when they come up with a fourth, yeah. fourth well that's that's gonna be Asgardians of the Galaxy I think so Yeah. yeah. well he said he's game for more standalone Thor movies that's funny because I thought he was out like, once they wrap things up with Infinity or Endgame, like, I thought I had read, like, Chris yeah. Hemsworth is out, and then I read another thing saying, like, he'd be happy to play this well, character forever. because they, I don't think they were allowed to say that they wanted to come back
0: because nobody knew their fates, right? Yeah. So, you know, uh, Chris Evans can't say, oh, I'd love to play another Captain America movie uh-huh. because he won't. Yeah. Uh, or, or will, will he?
1: he? That's right. Yeah, they've been teasing They're a little
0: They're getting bit all a... timey-wimey with their MCU now. Yeah. Because we have a Black Widow uh-huh. standalone that's like a prequel, I guess. Guess right. Um, oh, that's what I was going to mention. Hold on, going back to uh, Endgame, the new footage. Catherine Langford, I believe, is the actress's name from uh-huh. that show. Thirteen Reasons That Catherine Langford is the doctor from, okay, not from Stargate.
1: The not her. Um, that's the. Uh, Wait a minute. I think. That well, no, the name, name of the character is Catherine Langford from Stargate. Is she Her perhaps? father is Professor Langford who discovered the Stargate and then she's the one that calls in James Spader. Holy shit.
0: Yeah. Well, that is indeed this actress's name as well. That's funny. Maybe
1: named after the Stargate character. <laughs> Possibly. <Catherine Langford. laughs> anyway, this, this actress. Someone's going to name their kid after like a a fifth, sixth billed yeah. actor from this movie. Well, you don't know. They may have ten kids and they work their way down. Through all the Stargates. Kirk. We named Jack. Nimoy. And, oh my God. Stargate, not Star Trek. Oh, my bad. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, Catherine
0: Langford for 13 Reasons. She had been cast in uh, Endgame, and we knew this months before it came out, and everyone was like, oh, what character is she going to play? They thought maybe Hawkeye's daughter or something, or like a a young uh, black widow, but then movie comes and goes, she's nowhere to be seen. Did she not even have a cast name in in the listing on IMDb? No, no, because she technically does not appear in that film, but maybe she does now in this extended version, because... Word on the street is she actually plays uh, Morgan. Morgan. uh, Uh, Tony Stark's daughter. Yes. Yeah, Morgan Stark. So, like, you know how uh, Thanos at the end of Infinity War, Uh when he does his little snap, and then he goes into the kind of that, whatever, he goes into the Matrix. Yeah, the spirit spirit gem or whatever, the soul gem. The soul gem, and he sees young Gamora. Uh-huh. so the same thing was gonna happen with Tony Stark he was gonna see uh his daughter all grown up and they were gonna get to have a scene so maybe that is what she we gonna to say d- come back
1: did 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 it work? was it worth it was it worth it yeah, and he said and uh, he and no. dude that would be wouldn't that be poetic for See, him they should say was it worth it and for him to say or, or what did it oh <laughs> doesn't really make sense. It doesn't really. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. I would at all. cry. I would cry regardless. I guarantee it. It's <laughs> <That's> amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. There. The, the internet has been a buzz with all the the movie rumors. <laughs> what's going on there with the E three stuff with oh. Legend of Ze- Breath of the Wild two. Holy shit! I can I can't tell you the hard on I had when I saw that Danny, news. The video like game it, boner. It it's popped strong. up in
0: my Twitter feed, and I was like. I had to stop what I was doing yeah. and collect myself. That
1: footage is fantastic, and the it's stuff right. that they've announced what they're going to be releasing. And I know I really shouldn't be this excited about like older games getting released, re-released on the Switch. <laughs> but it helps me. I get excited about being able to condense the things I own right. onto one system, a little handheld thing. Like, You know, you got The Witcher is going to be coming out on yeah, the Switch. Looks like shit. you've got the I, dude, the <laughs> the Shitcher, the Witch. No, um, they're also releasing Nino Kuni, the Studio Ghibli game. Oh, oh, are they? That's coming out on the Switch. Oh. So I'm all about that shit. Yeah, man. Uh, Contra? The, 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 okay, not only Contra Collection, but yeah, that new, Contra. new Contra. yeah. Oh my God, that looks so I'll good. I'll fucking play a new
0: Contra. Man. Um,
1: what is that? That new one, Bloodstained? That's from the original creators of Castlevania? Yes. That new game's coming out next week? That looks, oh, is that already? Dude. Oh, going to be a summer of a gaming. Lot of, a lot of Twitch streamers have been playing it. Oh yeah, and it's just like it's so beautiful. i was watching to, some of it last night. I'm excited about that Mario Maker Two game. Mario Maker Two comes out video games next here. week as well. Mm-hmm, yeah, or is it? Ne- is, yeah, it is. It's next week. It comes yeah, out end of June. That's right. Just in time for our trip to New York. But like <sighs> seeing people do their uh, like do their Twitch streams and seeing folks like comment on it. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump off on a tangent here for just a jump second. In. Nothing annoys me more than people who like put on, like, the arrogant facade on social media. Do you know, no, do you know what I'm saying? Do you, know, Maybe. do you know what I'm talking about? Keep like, going. Like, <laughs> I think I do, but... Where people are, like, normally when you talk to them, they're very, you know, they're cordial, they're nice. Sure. But then you get them on, like, on, on social media, and all they like to do is stir shit up. Oh, right. And, oh, yes. And, and, the trolls. And, well, not just the trolls, but, but folks who are, like, uh, you know, like, they try to present themselves as, like, an authority on shit mm. in a really obnoxious way. And it's like, wow, dude! Like, settle down, settle the fuck down. And a lot of that's been going on. Like, watching some of this E3 coverage, I'm uh, seeing people, yeah. and they're like, guys, if anybody really wants to know how this is supposed <laughs> to go down, why don't you ask me? I'm ready to take some credit. And it's like, shut the fuck up, it's the internet. Let man. me enjoy this. Let me enjoy that they're redoing Link's Awakening, right? For example, oh, I'm like, excited about that like, too. Well, that's not how I would have done it. So, if anybody <laughs> wants to know how Zelda should well, be done, you're not a video game I'm like, programmer. Mm, Shut the fuck up, because this looks great. It brings this out the best fun. and the worst of us. It really does. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just wanted to—I wanted to vent that a little bit. I'm um, here for you. So, this is the editing bay. Yes. I don't know if you knew that on the uh. Next Wave Radio <laughs> Network. My name's Joe. Well, it's Joel. And this is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes they're good movies. Sometimes bad movies. No matter what the case, every week we will come together, just like the Beatles. Boom <laughs> boom. Here, come on, let's talk and ruben it, and he climbed a bing dong, and he rides the ladder, and he likes to skate on his feet. Wants to be a farmer, what's he picking their beets? Oh! Come together right now. Oh, <laughs> You know what? Everybody else in the world knows all the lyrics to That's every great. Beatles song. I don't know shit. I don't know any of them. I like things. your version better. Um, no, this is the uh, this is the editing bay on the Next Wave Radio Network, uh, and this is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes right. they're good movies, sometimes bad movies. No matter what the case, every week we will come together and try to talk about a movie. Uh, and uh, we invite you to take part in the discussion uh, on Facebook Live. Hey, Facebook. Uh, if it's working, your internet is so wonky Don't right now. Don't fucking blame my internet. So I can't dude. even keep track. If people are watching and asking yes, questions. Yes, Brian Harden things, is watching. Home, oh, yeah. Brian well, Harden. that popped up about 20 minutes ago. <laughs> so who knows? Uh, and we also invite you to take part in the discussion on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash Bay, or in that search bar up on the top Type in the editing bay, that's going to bring up an image of the woman with the bleeding eyes, click on that, and that's where you can talk back to us, and let us know what you think about the movie of the week, Mm -hmm. Uh, or if you have ideas for movies for us to watch in the future, you can also go ahead and put your suggestions there. Uh, This week was Joel's pick. My pick, uh,
0: we haven't done an animated movie in a while, I'm a huge animation fan, especially kind of the golden era, if you will, the late 80s, uh, mostly mid-90s, we were Mm -hmm. talking about Aladdin and Lion King and... Uh, films of that ilk. Yeah. Uh, but before all of those, um, there was there, there was a dark time for uh, 2D yeah. animation <laughs> in the form of uh, some of the stuff that Disney itself was putting out there yeah. in the mid-80s. Dis- Disney
1: uh, started getting a little, uh, a little... I wouldn't call it cash-grabby, well, but lazy. Resting on their were. laurels, yeah. I think.
0: Uh, I don't think there was anybody there at the time who really cared about the art yeah. uh, behind the animation, except for the animators themselves. They just kind of saw it as a... Uh, oh, something that Walt Disney started, but you know the real money is in uh, film, real films and uh-huh. computer generation, like uh, you know the upcoming Toy Story and uh,
1: Tron. But this was well before <laughs> Tron. But this was well before that. Like, of course, what was Disney doing that they were like, uh, you know what, animation isn't it? Like were they doing like like the Parent Trap was yeah. was that what their bread and butter was I was think this so. around the time when they started the Disney Channel tweeny movies yes that's right So, yeah the Disney Club or the uh, Mickey Mouse, Mickey mouse Club. Club there you go Britney Spears
0: mm-hmm. Justin
1: Timberlake I think this was before them maybe even before them that's yeah, right Yeah,
0: 1982 um, but yeah they had really stinkers like uh, the Black Cauldron I know a lot of people liked it because it was they were trying to do something dark um, but not a not a success and they had the Great Mouse Detective. I uh, like that
1: one. The Rescuers, I think, was one of the last. The Rescuers ones. is a little—it's
0: a little rough. A little rough. Uh, Pete's
1: Dragon, which is something that Don Bluth himself worked I think, on. I think part of the problem is that some of the content, some of the subject matter, was starting to get a little dark. That was when we got the Black Cauldron. Yeah. Which was a movie that was so dark that Disney denied making it for a while. I think they released it and then quickly
0: buried it, like you couldn't get it on video. Yeah. Forever. For and even now, time. it's kind of like you can get a—you uh, can get the DVD
1: copy. Yeah, but but
0: they even kind of—it's—it's uh, it's not part of the collection, like you know, yeah. it's it's. It's,
1: it's, they're <laughs> it's, not putting that not in the, back in the vault. It's in the vault. <laughs> the problem is they don't want to let it <laughs> letting out. Letting it out of the yeah. vault.
0: Uh, I think they've embraced it now because enough time has passed. But uh, I think a lot of people agree, historians agree that uh, the the mid to late 80s, not a good time. Yeah. For Disney
1: uh, I think for Disney what, they've, what they realized in that time was like, okay, what do people like about the movies that we make? Mm-hmm. And it's the when they're the musicals, the musicals, Mm -hmm. and and that's when they hit their renaissance, when things started coming back for Disney, Mm -hmm. was like your Little Mermaid. That's right. When they returned to that that whole like musical format, that's when they started to hit again. And then when did they start dying out? When you started doing shit like Brother Bear. That's right. And it was like what What on the the farm? What was that one called? Oh, I can't remember. That was their last one. On the range. Uh, Home on the range.
0: It's hard to tell because they did a few there. They did uh, Treasure Planet. I guess back in the
1: late 90s yeah, and early but, 2000s. And that, didn't, that wasn't quite a musical, even though they no. pushed the shit out of that Goo Goo Doll song. Atlantis? Oh, that's right. Dude, Atlantis. Uh, but, then, but then you hit with uh, The Emperor's New Groove. Yeah, which was a mistake. Emperor's yeah. New Groove was them trying to fix a problem because that one was supposed to be what a show about a Mayans, and it was Wasn't mu- that a, a movie about Mayans. Yes, or something? they had uh,
0: original songs by Sting. Uh huh. That's why you have that weird "My Funny <laughs> Friend" in me. song. at the end of the credits, like, yeah. well, we contractually obliged to like, use one of his songs. This in song our film. doesn't fit the tone of this movie Nothing at all. Nothing to do with this. Yeah, but but that was where like. Uh, there was no oversight. And they were like, just get this movie. I'll just finish it so we can recoup our losses. Yeah. Uh, and that's when you got to see the animators kind of have fun with it. Mm-hmm. And that's one of my favorite uh, Disney animated films. I think it's a yeah. it's a bit of a cult classic there.
1: Cusco. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick <laughs> Ace Warburton. Is Eartha Kitt still with us? No, she, she is isn't. Not, okay, she passed she was- away. Fucking amazing in that it's movie. my favorite role. That, on. that whole voice cast. I don't, I'm not even a big David Spade fan. He belongs in animation. Yeah, he, he should does. be doing
0: more. Yep. Well, speaking of other animated films. <laughs> uh, so it was the, the result of uh, all of those failed Disney movies and them not wanting to take chances, not investing in their animation department, not trying new techniques. That was frustrating a lot of the animators there. One of them by the name of Don Bluth. Uh-huh. So he and I think 18 other animators decided, fuck it. One of them, his
1: cousin. That's right. Gary Gold. Jo- John Greenth. Oh. And uh, Michael Redth. <laughs> and Stephen Purpleth, <laughs> But the one that started it was Don Bluth. Oh, that was awful. It was really That's bad. One of your worst it jokes. Was really bad. But I'm still tickled by it. <laughs> uh,
0: yes. They, uh, they defected. Uh, I think they were known as the Disney defectors. Uh-huh. And uh, wanted to push the boundaries of traditional animation. And, and not just make uh, movies about singing animals. Yeah. Um, although... There are singing animals in this film.
1: Yeah, kind of.
0: And, and they did have trouble getting funding for this film. I should mention the name of the film. Uh, it's his first film, uh, Secret of Nim, the from Secret 1982. Of Nim. 1982, based on a uh, children's novel, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of liberties taken. Called with Mrs. The, Frisbee and the Rats of Nim, that's right? Right. In, in order to avoid uh, copyright infringement, Mrs. <laughs> Frisbee becomes Mrs. Mrs. Frisbee. They didn't want to be sued by the Whammo Company.
1: Uh, as you said, directed by Don Bluth, who. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was starting <laughs> to go Anchorman. Whammy. That's what I was doing. Whammy. That's what he says, right? He says whammy. Whammo. Whammy. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I just coughed something up there. You know what? It wasn't even worth me busting down to like correct you <laughs> Cut on Cut that part out. That uh, part. So yeah, we talked about Don Bluth. It's directed by him. He also uh, gave us Robin Hood. Disney's yes. Robin Hood. Oh yeah, he was uh, an animator on that. The last movie that they defected while making was The Fox and the Hound. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did the animated sequence from Xanadu. You know, you know what's funny? Tim Burton, I believe, was also working on Fox and the Hound and decided to split, too. Mm -hmm. They all saw the writing on the wall. That was the the Kurt Russell Disney movie. (laughs) Uh, So he also did an American tale with Spielberg. That's where Don Bluth enjoyed... A lot of his commercial success yes. was when he did An American Tale, mm-hmm. The Land Before Time. Yep. Uh, we were trying to watch. I had downloaded Rockadoodle here. That is not one of And it ended them. up being the Spanish version of Rockadoodle. <laughs> I was so upset.
0: No, I was I was quite delighted. <laughs> that, that improved that film already. Uh,
1: he also did Anastasia. Yes. And uh, one of his, his last ones. Dragon's Lair and Space Ace. That's right. The, the video games. B- the budget for this movie, $7 million, mm-hmm. ended up bringing into the box office fourteen point seven. Double, not so bad. It's not bad, especially for an animated movie back in that time.
0: And it was up against E. T. It came out the summer that E. T. came not out. Not only was it up against E. T. Oh. Dude,
1: nineteen eighty two was Joe's a got his list fucking juggernaut for mm. movies. Let's hear it. It's a long list, so fucking buckle up. I'm gonna hold my breath. Uh, the thing. <gasps> you ready? No, I'm gonna wait a little bit. Okay, no, a little uh, bit. It's like going thi- through a tunnel. The thing. Mm-hmm. Blade Runner. E.T. the Extraterrestrial, Poltergeist, Star Trek, The Wrath of Khan, mm. Tron, Conan the Barbarian, Rocky Three, The Dark Crystal, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, 48 Hours, An Officer and a Gentleman, Tootsie, First Blood, wow. Annie, Creepshow, The Beastmaster, Sophie's Choice, The World According to Garp, Grease oh, yeah. 2, Gandhi, wow. Swamp Thing, The Last Unicorn, Diner, Megaforce, and The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Yeah, good films there. It's not a bad year yeah. in 1982. Um, what's the number one song? I have two that you could choose from because they kind of shared the top spot equally. Okay. I'm going to go... Um, wait, you're going to give me two choices There's, to choose you from? Could, there, there are two that you could choose from. Oh, I can't guess on my own? You can, Well, no, you can guess. That's okay. what I'm saying. If you get one of these... Oh, I see. You, you have two, though, that you oh, could possibly hit it on. was a tie. Uh-huh. Oh, I see what you Just you're think saying. of one of them. Think of the movie that came out that year. One Hall of & Man of Maneater. No. Oh, uh but but you're kind of close because oh. it's a it's a predator. Uh Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. <laughs> oh, Rocky shit, I should 3 cuz Rocky 3 had come out. See, I always think that comes out with the second or first one. Yeah, no, that was the third Confused. one. And also Olivia Newton-John's Physical.
2: Mm. That was
1: they shared the number 1 spot equally that year. Was that for Grease 2? Physical. Physical. No, Olivia Newton-John wasn't in oh, Grease 2. Oh, that's right. And that so wasn't in Xanadu. Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> Um so yeah that's uh, 1982 so I think a an animated movie that costs 7 million to make making 14.7 yeah. back is pretty good and and since then
0: it has become a bit of a cult classic and they've re-released it like on DVD three or four times now the version I watched on Blu-ray looks beautiful it's it like gorgeous man it, no, it is, the animation in this holds up
1: it is the, so colorful don bluth style mm-hmm. and I think that's something that you and I can definitely come together on mm-hmm is Don Blue's Here, come all Brisbane she got a little red cape she gonna poison the tabby cat she gonna save little Timmy she got poison that she got from Justin but she got stuck by the farmer's son she's in a cage come together <laughs> that doesn't rhyme uh, No, the animation style yeah. his visual style is so fucking great and it's not just informed by the Disney school of doing things, like mm. he has such a unique visual style. None of it really seems uh, gooey or mushy or, or, or pudgy. Everything's very angular, and um, man, just it's a little intense too. Like there's yeah. there's kind of an intensity to it, a, a frenetic energy to even when things are standing still. Just the way the characters are designed, it's very
0: expressive. Yes. There's a lot of uh, big motions and mouth
1: movements, and I think that comes from the fact that Don Bluth has a huge stage background. Mm. Like that's what he's been doing also for years. Like he has a community theater that he's been running. What? Yeah, I didn't know that. That's from the videos, his uh GoFundMe videos. Oh. He had like he works in a theater. Hmm. So I think that's part of the thing that makes his animation so beautiful, so wonderful is that he takes where where modern Disney animation takes like the subtlety of the human performance. Mm-hmm. What he did with his stuff was he was playing to was the back big. room. It was something so Shakespearean about his animation. Yeah, that's that true. Is, that's really great. It's a shame that this animation in this movie is connected to such an, a, a a jumbled mess of a plot. <laughs> well, it's a little. Uh, I mean, there's not much to it, right? There's nothing. Well, the thing is, there's a lot going on, but the most interesting stuff that's part of this story mm-hmm. we don't see.
0: Yeah, that's true. It's kind of told in flashback, and uh, we it comes late in the film. Like we're mostly kind of with these mice at mm-hmm. the beginning, yeah, and this bumbling uh, the crow. crow who shows up, voiced by Dom DeLuise. Oh boy, delightful man! He was born to just like do voices oh, really? as really
1: because yeah. I I fu- I I, oh, I was no. I couldn't get oh, away. Oh no! From I just wanted his scenes. Uh, they made me okay. They made me nervous. Did did <laughs> make did, nervous. did well. Did he want to fuck the mouse? I think so. He, he was, was like a very rapey crow. He was
0: so hard up for pussy that he would just fuck any animal. He was no matter the like, g- the species and, and uh, the uh, genus.
1: And a uh, friend of show Kevin Fold he uh, he mentioned this earlier. We were talking about this on Facebook a little bit. <laughs> I saw that. And he was like, you know, if you think about it, there was a lot of cr- rapey stuff in our <laughs> cartoons back in the day. And yeah, there were. That doesn't make it okay. But like Jeremy the crow is super hey, inappropriate and intense and weird. He was just looking for love in all the wrong places. Yeah, but I mean, there's something about like what that informs a generation of young boys, like how to act. And he was well, but like, I, I want that sparkly. Give me that sparkly. I wouldn't call it rapey, though. He it was, was uh, a little rapey. He
0: was just trying to find love. He wanted to find somebody
1: who would accept him for who he was. I, I wish I could go with you on that, but <laughs> I, th- I just think that he was inappropriate. And that's, and that's the thing. Like, being seven years old and watching this you movie, don't care. I didn't care you know it, it was animated and so if it was a cartoon obviously I wanted to watch it absolutely I mean shit I was the kid that like at the end of Saturday morning when you got those last ditch cartoons it was like oh. you know the fucking it, Care Bears and, and Gem and the Hologram, which Gem and the Holograms ended up being uh, a, kind of a fun show but sure. like Care Bears you got like the, just kind of the dregs and <laughs> I still like held on to it like Darkwing said, duck. this is the last of the fucking cartoons I, I'm, I'm going to enjoy it whether I actually do or not <laughs> it's 1130 uh, and that's kind of how now being 41 and looking back on this Movie, I was like, you know, if I knew what I knew about like a narrative, about creating a cohesive narrative, well, I would not probably enjoy this movie as much as I did as a child. And that's why. And I didn't. Oh, as a child? You didn't? No, no, no. You're saying right now. Now, I realize I didn't enjoy it as much as I did as a kid.
0: And that's uh, a problem with Don Bluth. As much as I love his animation style and the the chances that he takes and and, uh, the ideas that he has in some of his films, he is not a great film director. Uh, even when he has the the best of stories, his his sensibilities are, can be a little off. Um, his best films are when someone else directs him. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Spielberg, well, that's why Spielberg, when he got his got involved, did,
1: someone that. else directed Anastasia too, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, he te- he he. Uh, we'll but that to was look part that of. Wasn't that under the DreamWorks banner? Wasn't Anastasia under the DreamWorks I, I, banner? Uh, a good, well, let me look this up because, because I feel that's like a Spielberg
0: company. I f- I feel like it was an Amblin film, maybe. Anastasia. Well, that's the Spielberg company, That's too. what I'm saying, yeah. I'm not sure if they're... Working. And I, I'm not spelling it right.
1: Once upon a December... Not bad, too. No, it's a really good movie. Yeah. I loved Anastasia. John Cusack probably shouldn't be voicing characters in cartoons too often, but... Yeah, he always has... Uh, his male
0: cast uh, is always a little uh, uh, forgettable. And What I, are you talking about?
1: I, Will Wheaton was part of his <laughs> male cast... <laughs> in in this, did, did anybody else know that? No, no I had who, no idea. I'm who, looking no, at the cast list. Will Wheaton does a voice. Shannon yeah. Doherty is a voice in this movie. Holy crap!
0: That's right. As like a little seven year old, you wouldn't yeah. know him from uh, from them. No. Okay, here we go.
1: Meg Ryan, John Cusack. Oh yeah, Christopher Lloyd.
0: Yeah. Oh Kelsey Grammer. Hank uh-huh. is H- Hank Azaria is the bat. Oh, He's Bartok. Right. And I he, kick her sir. They did the sequel Bartok the bat. <laughs> there you go. Directors Don Bluth. And one other. Oh, uh, Gary Goldman. Okay, he directed that.
1: uh, Yeah, it's his part. usual team. Okay, so
2: there you go. But
0: but, I think you're right. Um, That one being a musical, I think somebody else was in charge of the music. And so the best parts of that film, or at least there is a glue to that film that uh, something like a troll in Central Park. It doesn't have. Yeah, when it's just like Thumbelina. Hey, let's get Martin Short in here and uh, just put him behind the mic and we'll animate it. Uh, not very
1: successful. Uh-huh. Same with Rockadoodle. The the prince, The what is it? The pe- the pea and the penguin or yeah, the, penguin and the, the penguin and the pebble. The penguin and the pebble. The pebble, that's right. That Balto? Shit. I liked Balto. Balto's fine. Kevin Bacon is the voice of a wolf. That's right. Come on, man. How are you going to go wrong with that?
0: And the, But uh, I will say, uh, one of my, probably my second favorite uh, Don Bluth film, eh, third Mm-hmm. Uh, Titan AE. You ever seen that one? That's written by Joss Whedon. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Uh very successfully. There you go. So maybe maybe he needs another writer. Of and course he can it
1: had some of the worst trailers in the history of film. Oh really? Yeah, it had Creed's fucking hire that was in it. Like all the fucking ads for that movie was like, "Can you take oh. me Yes, <laughs> right. a very '80s rock-inspired soundtrack. Yeah. to Titan
0: A.E. But uh, good film. I otherwise. think my
1: my favorite Don Bluth movie mm-hmm. is probably an American American Tale. Tale I, I love the a style lot of, of sell it. That, yeah. uh, I people that There are my, no cats in my, America. My mother loved that movie, and I think what that did, I think that movie spoke to the immigrant part of my mom. Yes. And so she really loved it. In fact, she loved it so much she got me like this big stuffed Fivel the Mouse, oh, which now Harper owns. It's Harper. the same Yeah, it's the same mouse that I used to have. <laughs> Fucking love Uh Fievel. but no, I love I love the animation style of, mm-hmm. of an American Tale. It was mm-hmm. unlike it was unlike anything I'd seen up to that point. He's got like, a thing for mice. Well, he? not just a thing for mice, but I'm talking about like just the animation style. I mean, Dom DeLuise is the voice of a cat in that one. Of course. Um, so he keeps moving up the food chain. <laughs> but uh, but like just the way he played more with like shadows well, and depth in that movie was so rich and beautiful. Yes. The way he played with colors in that was like, are you kidding me? This Absolutely. Is, how do you get more beautiful than this?
0: And that's why he is part of the reason why 2D animation is still around now. Uh-huh. Um, because it would have died off in the late 80s if Disney would have had their way. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. weren't trying... To progress the techniques and, and the art form, um, and that's Secret of Nim tried a lot of these things first, um, mm-hmm. like the the, uh, the effects, the visual effects, the right. um, uh, using glows and fire and, uh-huh. and shadows. This is one of the times they were using some techniques where shadows weren't just uh, uh, solid outlines; they yeah. were actually transparent. Yes, uh, they were using a technique where. Characters were backlit. There's that one scene with um, Mrs. Brisby and, and uh, Auntie Shrew, uh-huh. where they're they're hiding behind some grass, and you see the the rays of
1: light. From oh, behind that's right. Them when the when the combine them. is making its way over to that's the uh, right. to the house, they had
0: a special uh, rig set up, camera. They had two of them built for the, for this film specifically, uh-huh. where uh, they could use the cells and they could light from behind the cells to create that effect. That shit wasn't being done by Disney. Yeah, and so these guys kind of single handedly pushed that uh, the
1: art form forward. Yeah, and that's that's the the whole adage that like competition breeds yeah, quality, right. you know, you end up getting better work when there's competition. Um am I wrong was yes. you, wasn't there <laughs> thank you. Wasn't there a longer chase sequence between Dragon and Miss Brisby when she goes into like poison him? I seem to have remembered like a whole chase sequence in the kitchen, you, and I guess I was wrong about that. I think you're confusing it with any
0: other number of Don Bluth cat it's chasing this guy must fucking hate cats <laughs> but he makes Dom Deloise a cat in An American Tale true but all of the other cats in American Tale are just they're. Th- this cat is named Dragon and it feels like a dragon yeah. like they're demonic even in the Dragon's it's definitely Lair.
1: Singed from Dragon's Lair yes that's yeah. exactly what it is
0: uh-huh. <laughs> um, even in Dragon's Lair 2 I don't know if you've played that oh, game when you have enough. when you
1: have the Cheshire Cat
0: they do the whole Alice in Wonderland there's sequence. that and then there's the Beethoven level where he has a, a demonic cat that's, that's chasing right. you through the level he, Don Bluth hates cats. Yeah, something right. happened to him. Where did, yes. Where did the cat touch you? Where did the cat
1: touch you? Show us on the doll. So this movie, you know, as, as they're trying to create a little bit of competition for Disney, they tried to follow that Disney formula of like a musical. Right. So this movie in the middle, like not even in the middle of it, the first like it's 15, 20 minutes yeah. when Miss Brisby goes and gets medicine from Mr. Ages mm-hmm. and like brings it back home and starts giving Timmy. Timothy his, Timmy. or Timmy, yeah. his uh, his medicine. And like, there's this weird, but she's not singing it. No, no. But someone is singing this song. It's the narrator about singing. like taking care of your child and da, 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 you know whatever. Da, da, and it's part of the score. Yeah, they they basically put lyrics to the score. Da, 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 uh, it's the only time anyone sings a song in this movie, though. And the credits, too. And there's come no, but back to it. but if you're going to make a musical, make it a musical. If you're not. Don't put that in there. I
0: almost feel like they were they were it, testing the boundaries, but they didn't want to get too far. It's like it's like when Will Smith makes a movie. Hey, Will Smith, we'll let you be in a movie under one condition. No, but they got to wrap because, about because
1: it. Will Smith is obviously he. You know, he started off as the DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. That's true. Like you know, he's going to do music for something. There's nobody in this movie that you're like, oh well, obviously they would sing a song. <laughs> no, I mean it's not like they had a music video on MTV. Celine of like, Hey, remember that song from fucking The Secret of Nim? Uh, so yeah. To, to throw that in, it made the movie seem a little more tone deaf as to what it is it wanted to be. Because you have this very sweet thing where she's feeding her son. Mm-hmm. But then other than that, you've got this really like... It's a really dark it's story. It's dark, man. But like... There's violence
0: and stabbing and blood. Violence, first blood, I've ever saw blood, stabbing.
1: But like nothing is connected organically throughout this film. Not at all. Uh, it, 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 You're setting up stakes for something early. Then we get to the point, and it's like they get through it really quick. Like, they set up the stakes yeah. of, like, poisoning dragon, and like, oh, no, this is the most dangerous thing. Uh, I'll go do it. And she gets in the first and try. And she basically gets in the first try. But then she gets caught. That's why I thought, like, for some reason, I was like, oh, I thought she had to, like, she tried a couple times, <clears throat> and then finally got it. Uh, and maybe I'm confusing the fact that she had that envelope of medicine at the beginning, yeah. and then there's that big chase around the log. With the dragon. And yeah. then it happens again, and maybe my childish mind, I was, like... Mushing them together. I was together. mushing them together. That's... Plausible. Um, The the whole motivation for Jenner to be a villain, like he's definitely so flimsy, a
0: two-dimensional villain Uh who basically just wants to take over. Right? He wants he wants power, and he doesn't want. So I do appreciate what they're doing with this little side story about how the rats are intelligent now. Yeah, they figured out how to use electricity. (laughs) Uh, but they, they can't generate their own electricity so they're stealing it steal from, farmer, from the farmer Fitzgibbons. Yeah. Um, and so there's
1: Nicodemus and the Good Rats. Who at no point the farmer's never like sees a fucking extension cord going from his house to the rose bush and is like well let me unplug that. I like to see once a month when he gets his electricity bill. <laughs> it's like, like, Jesus Christ. Fuck? Or just waking up in the middle of the night and seeing his rose bushes lit up. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. what the fuck is going on going out there? On. I mean, he's got a son, too. You'd think his son is up or exploring. What, yeah. yeah, why is the rosebush lit up? Okay, you brought up something that I, I want to talk about. All right. and we we just we explore that in the flashback where she he tells the story of Jonathan Brisby, which I think is what this movie should have been. The story was the story of Jonathan Brisby because we only see him once. It's the most it's the most compelling thing that's going on here. Yeah. I mean, how can you not connect with the story about a mouse mm-hmm. who becomes intelligent and then tries to save other animals from the National Institute of Mental Health. Yeah. NIM. NIM.
0: There you go. <laughs> uh,
1: which they only tease once in the yeah, movie. I, they I, throw that down once. I didn't
0: catch it when I was a kid when yeah. I saw it the first time. No, I didn't either. Too dumb.
1: Uh, but Can't spell. That's a much more compelling story to me. That's what I wanted to know. Not just Ms. Brisby going through and reading the Saving book. Saving her children. And then, and, and then saying, these fucking... Okay, wait. <laughs> you know what? I'm getting detracted here. So Sorry. They they're in the, 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 the NIM Institute. Mm-hmm. And the rats are being experimented. All these animals are being experimented mm-hmm. on. And so I understand. Sure, the rats have become intelligent. The mice have become intelligent. Honestly, the mice weren't intelligent because they fucking got sucked down an air <laughs> shaft. Well, I'm mean, like, you really could not have been that intelligent. I don't know how ventilation shafts
0: work. Uh, so they went to the ventilation shaft.
1: And I'm like, why the fuck didn't you guys just go get them? Like, You're not yeah. dead because you fall down a ventilation shaft. Like, mm-hmm. Get them the fuck out of there. They're just uh, rats. So, but, okay, so they become intelligent. But Nicodemus has straight-up magic. Yes. Like, he's a fucking sorcerer. He's a sorcerer. He uses Jedi powers to, like, yeah. get a box and, like, a, an amulet, and he brings his staff to him. Yeah. And then, like, what is this stone that they have that I, somehow, like, it burns Miss Brisby but then also imbues her with the power of self-respect. she the fucking <laughs> the Jedi mind trick. <laughs> she's able to, like, hit the rope and then just pick... Lifts da, the X-Wing. Da, da, yeah. Da, da. <laughs> Da, na, 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 na. She does. I don't believe it. Yeah, that's, that is why, why you fail. fail. That's right. Uh, so, what did this NIM Institute give them? Like, <laughs> so, do they have. Ma- if anybody's read the book, well, I haven't read the book in forever. I can tell. You. I don't remember.
0: Uh, Don Bluth took some liberties with the story. Yeah, uh, because none of that shit happens in the book, uh, or at least the uh, you know, the, there's no stone, there's no red amulet. Uh-huh. The, uh, Nicodemus does not have uh, Jedi powers. No, they're all just super intelligent rats who can now read and use electricity, which to me was always the most interesting part. I liked that idea. I love that this is the first like animated film where they try to explain why the animals can talk to each other. It's not just like, oh, well we're in fantasy land. Yeah, humans where are it's like Pokemon. No, they got <laughs> smart and they're this is how it happened. They got were experimenting. It's very a uh, planet of the apes. Uh-huh. Uh, it's planet of the rats. Um but none of that stuff was in the novel. Uh and in interviews, he kind of gives some wishy-washy reasons. Ultimately his reason is just like, well, in animated films you have to have a little bit of magic. Like You've already there got needed it. to be some magic. You've already got in it in this world. you got,
1: my, and and that's another thing that, like, okay, you're setting up that these rats are intelligent mm-hmm. because they were subjected to the the experiments at NIM. Mm-hmm. But how do you explain all the other creatures the that are owl. just as intelligent mm-hmm. as you are? Yeah, like you've got yeah the great owl, Miss Brisby. She's not a fucking super intelligent. Yeah,
0: she didn't get uh, unless uh, unless, uh, unless Jonathan the seed Brisby of Jonathan Brisby, Brisby gave it to her with his made her, her mouse smart. He's yeah. like, I oh, yeah. will make you smart. <laughs> oh, God. So dark.
1: Somewhere on the internet, I guarantee there's some secret of news. Oh yeah, probably, dude. Porn. They so, they straight up sexualize the Miss Brisby character. Oh, well, like a couple times, and the way she's animated. Well, you know like,
0: what's disturbing
1: about it is like the
0: entire movie she's wearing her little red cloak,
1: right? Uh-huh, yeah,
0: and then at one point she loses it, and well, like, she has to take it off because
1: oh, like the Incredibles, no she, capes, She's fucking naked man. Yeah, yeah. she's
0: running around there. Not now. I, I wasn't thinking about
1: it until you
0: and declothed he her. Yeah,
1: and, uh, yeah. Justin is like, here, give me your cape. Yeah, you don't want to get it stuck on mm-hmm. anything. Meanwhile, he's got trousers. He's got everything. <laughs> he's he's got, guy's got, got fucking cuffs, he's trousers. He's got a, a tunic. Yes. He's got a sword, like a sword. That's the now, name. what would have been interesting for me is if they were running around like sword fighting with like nails, right? Like, and, to but their but scale. these are straight up like crafted yes, they, swords. They have
0: blacksmiths
1: apparently <laughs> and daggers. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, dude, the Bob Hoskins mouse like fucking gets straight up killed. Is and, that like, Bob Hoskins? No, oh, I'm just okay. saying. Like, had this been a live action movie, Ooh. they would have cast Bob Hoskins as that mouse. <laughs> There's your recast, right? Yes. There. I if like I were going it. to cast dead people, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I guess I just have a problem with setting up the scene that like, and I, how else are you going to do it? Like, that's where I've got to kind of like, all right, turn off your brain a little bit because. How else are you going to tell this story? Obviously, she wasn't part of the experiment, or else there would be no sense of discovery of when she finds out what Jonathan did. Exactly. But I guess that's where I come back to, and maybe it's not the shortcoming of the movie so much as the shortcoming of the actual story, Mm -hmm. that like, uh, the story of Jonathan would have been a much more interesting story, like
0: the great escape
1: in animated form.
0: Well, uh, as recent as 2015, they've announced that they're working on a... 3D or not. well, it's one of those live-action slash 3D animated films. Oh, like, like MouseTrap, like
1: Smurfs. Yeah, oh, oh, great. But but <laughs> that's what I want you to compare it to. Did you want the the Secret of Nim, but <laughs> in the quality of the Smurfs? <laughs> it's Garfield. Wait, <Great> no more <laughs> with rats. Oh my god. Uh, well,
0: no, but but um the the Russo brothers are executive producing Get this thing. It's... Absolutely, those guys are everywhere. Uh, so I have a little faith of it, and I think this is the right time for a Secret of Nim remake in that style, in yeah. this kind of. Lion King live action style, where we don't have to use any real animals. Yeah, they're all computer generated, but we have real environments that we're putting them in. Well, and maybe
1: they will focus a little bit more on that backstory. And, and I, to, but I think also in the climate, the social climate that we're in today, I think I think children are a little bit more prepared for a story like that. Yeah. Uh, I I definitely while watching this movie and seeing the rats getting experimented on, I had a thought that like. Well, I wonder if we this is where all the like the vegans of my generation like oh, yeah. came from watching this scene because honestly watching it now I'm seeing like rats being experimented on and I'm having like a gut reaction to that. Yeah. Like the way he animates them getting injected and it's not even clinical the way it happens like, <laughs> like whoever it is just pulls them out and just the stabs stomach. them yeah. in the stomach yeah. with a with a needle and, and then like, you
0: see them writhing in pain. It's disturbing see the but DNA. powerful. Yeah, yeah, it really yeah, is. It's Oh, and then you hear the Nicodemus uh, voiceover, and it's like, one, and one day I looked down at the, the letters underneath the, the cage, and I understood them. I understood oh, them. Oh, I got chills when he yeah, says that,
1: man. but I didn't understand what happens if you fall down a veneration <laughs> chest. I didn't understand gravity. Uh, well, you know, baby steps. <laughs> baby rat steps. The, um, the great owl. Ooh. I love that sequence. Fucking, he's so creepy, and I love... Um, I think Don Bluth is best when he's doing stuff that's really, like, like physically mm-hmm. like dangerous. Yes. Like, there's something really wonderful about how he <laughs> relishes in that.
0: It was funny, we were talking about Dragon's Lair earlier, and you, you've played those games, right? So yes. you know how they work. You see a yellow flash on one side of the screen, and you have to move your joystick. So uh-huh. we'll, Dirk the Daring will jump from one pillar to the next, hmm. hit the sword button. Ah! So So... <laughs> <laughs> you just did 100% of the folio <laughs> art for Dragon's Lair. Yeah. Um But uh, several scenes there where she's kind of being chased around, I was seeing in my head like Lily L flashes. You can tell where she's going <laughs> to yes. jump next. Oh, she's on the rope. Hit the sword button.
1: Um, I'd be okay with that, honestly, if right? they, if they just made Don Bluth games out of all of his movies. <laughs> that's great. It can't be that hard. No? They yeah, just, just have to start animating some death screens. Maybe
0: I'll do that. Oh, no, poor Mrs. Brisby. <laughs> well, you'd have to. I guess so. Or else it would just be game over. Yeah. You picked the wrong way. And that's the fun part of those games, right? Seeing how many times, how many different
1: ways Dirk the Daring can be killed. Yeah, like in a less less creepier than the Tomb Raider game, where you see how many ways ah. she... Because that's or even... Or Mortal Kombat. Yeah. It's, it's a little too gruesome. Um. Okay. So, they uh, when they go up, and we talked about this already, where Miss Brisby goes into the farmhouse to to poison dragon. Mm -hmm. So that way they could move her house. So the basic story of this is that like Miss Brisby, because of who her husband is, Mm -hmm. she kind of gets special treatment from. Oh, you're Jonathan Brisby's wife. Yes. Like what she didn't understand, she didn't know, was that her husband was like a well, like a hero among the rats. He saved the rats, so she's kind of under their protection a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um. And so, like, she talks about how her house is now in the way of the combine. The Mm -hmm. farmer's trying to... To ta- and they need to move the house, mm-hmm. and so she goes before the rat council, and they're like, "Absolutely the the widow of Jonathan Brisby, anything, anything." We will do. And so this character Jenner tries to basically just use this as a way to kill Nicodemus, yeah. so he becomes the leader of the rats because like, he mm. doesn't want to leave the rosebush. That's right. Which is in trouble anyway because the professor or the the scientists from Nim are going to come and bulldoze the rosebush. But they don't know
0: that. Only Mrs. Brisby knows that. Yeah.
1: She tries to warn them. They don't believe her. But they don't want to. They don't want to leave, mm-hmm. and that's the whole thing. Like that is the only motivation for this Jenner character. Is like I don't want to leave. Yeah. So let's kill Nicodemus. And like I just didn't. He's a nationalist. Why, why wasn't there a compromise? Like, look, you guys can go. We'll I'm, stay here. I'm a, and, namaste. Uh, who wants, you you go? Who wants to stay with me? Yeah, exactly. Nobody. Who wants to go home. <laughs> <laughs> who wants to go with me? It was North Street Friday episode from two thousand fourteen. <laughs> uh, so I guess. The uh, but but getting back to like she had to poison dragon so that way they could move the house that mm-hmm. was those whole things so that way dragon wouldn't be awake while all the rats were out right. trying to move the house um, so like they uh, they go to poison dragon and justin doesn't see the farm boy like chasing after miss brisby to like catch her that that's some of the stuff like i i have a problem with that and that's kind of related to the rules of writing the lone ranger one of one of uh, fran striker's rules to writing the lone ranger is lone ranger never gets out of a bad situation just because he's off screen and like somehow reappears and is like, Oh, I'm fine. Yeah. Like there's always a reason there's always something going on. So that's something that bothers me about Justin. Who's watching her the whole time as she's running and going to do the food or whatever, and doesn't see like this child. And also like, Mice, their their senses are kind of heightened. They could tell if so. And this little boy, like no one sensed this little boy was chasing after her. <laughs> like, come on, man! Oh, well. And that's that's where. And it's silly again. Where I need to turn my brain off. It's it's hard for me to to suspend disbelief. It was it, a, it was a nice surprise,
0: though. I'll tell you that because <clears throat> I, I was expecting her to get away when she finally bounces off a dragon, and dragon is still asleep. I'm like, oh, she's gonna get out of it. Uh huh. But then no. Yeah. Sid from Toy Story. <laughs> Gonna put firecrackers in, on her in a colander. Yeah. What's
1: funny is that he puts her. He puts her in a cage that reminded me of the cage I had when I had birds when <laughs> I was a little kid. My parents had birds. Yeah, a little. And so we cage. had one of those cages, dude. When she's trying to get under the water to like get out, and she cuts herself, I was like, like gasping. Oh my shit! Yeah, I'm telling. There's some tense. There are in here, some man. tense. And that's
0: what drew me to it because I was right at that age where. Disney cartoons were getting a little uh, juvenile, even for me, mm-hmm. um, and wanted something edgy and was into art and art styles. And here, like you mentioned, with the great owl, like his feet, there's there's like warts, much like my yeah. hands now, and there Nicodemus. warts growing on them. Yeah, Nicodemus had the he's warts. he's got these uh, long Don loves warts. Fingers. Yeah, he does. There's like
1: in Dragonslayer two when That's he right. puts the ring on Daphne and she starts she gets all warts. Warts. warty. Yeah, yeah, um, but.
0: And, and he's got cobwebs. Uh, not not dragonslayer, but um, <laughs> the great owl. The great owl. He just constantly has these cobwebs that are uh-huh. hanging off him. Yeah, and like the, the spider that's chasing her before he steps he on ste- it. Oh God! So yeah. great th- th- there are. You're right the plot isn't great. The story's so, so, but there are great moments in this yes. film
1: that really stuck with you. It's, it's moments of brilliance that you're mm-hmm. sitting there watching. you like, wow. You know, like I said, the animation, this, this film excels when it comes to like, <laughs> the, <sells. laughs> when, uh, <laughs> when it's the, when it's the animation, when it's <laughs> courtesy I mean, the story they're putting together visually is so fucking beautiful. Mm-hmm. But then when you try to think of like the narrative and how much the narrative makes sense, that's when it's all going to fall. It's, it's falling like a, like a house of cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, You know the whole time when she when she earned the power of self respect (laughs) with the amulet at (laughs) the end and like touches the rope and then the house just lifts up. All I could think of was like, where is the spaceballs rat, the we ain't found shit rat, (laughs) who's watching her do that and be like. Bitch, you could have done that the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> Got that stoner on your neck. Why did we just murder our leader? Why the fuck? We could have just done the... It could have just been you. That's right, yeah. But I love when she gets it. And it's like one of those bad movie tropes where, like, there's an inscription on the back of this stone. Right, yeah. And it says, uh, what, what does it Something say about it, courage? It says, uh, uh you can unlock any door if as you only you have, have the key. key. And I'm just like, hmm, I wonder if this amulet's going to help unlock the door right. or if it's going to come into play later. Sure for as intelligent as these as these rats are they're moving this house mm-hmm. and they don't think to get everybody fucking out of it Hey, let's get let's get all of the yes. kids out of this house just in case something goes wrong. <laughs> something it's raining,
0: it's muddy. How about the fact the fucking Nicodemus is standing directly underneath <laughs> Directly under like, and what
1: is he doing? Get out of the way. He's got Jedi powers. Why didn't he stop yeah. that shit when it was coming down on He's him? He's not wearing a hard hat or anything. <laughs> that is so fucking irresponsible.
0: Stupid rat. <laughs> I thought you were intelligent.
1: Why are his eyes glowing anyway? <laughs> but no, the whole time I'm thinking like where's that I just want to cut away to that one rat who's just turning to someone going <laughs> Bitch, could she do that? Son of a bitch. She did that. She could have... <laughs> Fucking... Bob Hoskins, Brad, is dead right now. <laughs> <laughs> Brutus. <laughs> is that what his name was? I think so. Brutus? Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't recast him. I, I didn't know who I didn't his name was. I didn't recast him either.
0: Uh, but I do have quite a... eight uh, year, uh, I think, yeah.
1: And, and in true fashion for this movie, the postscript doesn't really fit anything else that's going on. Oh, well, uh, Jeremy the crow finds love. Yeah. Finds an equally batty crow. But again, like, the most interesting part of what we learn in that scene is something we're told about, not shown. That she gives the amulet to Justin. Oh, Because right. he's now the leader of the rats. Yeah. Like, I thought that was something Jonathan wanted her to have. Let's, that's right, yeah. And, and, <laughs> he needed it more. Yeah. She just wants to raise what? her they little They killed the family. only bad rat, <laughs> so why did he need it? Hey. Is he... Can he... Not, does that... Does that speak to the fact that he can use it the same way she did to move the rats to Thorn Valley or well, he, whatever? He does show great courage
0: <laughs> and he, as he's fighting Jenner, Bruce Jenner, there at the end. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bruce
1: Jenner. Uh, so I can't uh, hear the name
0: Jenner without thinking of that now. Uh, uh, well, maybe, Joe, we find that out in the sequel
1: the, the Secret of Nim 2. Oh, Timmy, Timmy's, uh, Timmy's Adventure. Adventure. Timmy, Timmy to the Rescue. Or whatever bullshit title right. the op- Let me get Don Bluth was not attached Not director. involved mm-hmm. in that. Timmy to the rescue. <laughs> T- 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 Come here. That's, that's exactly what the, this movie conjures, that what we needed was a sequel, where yeah. little Timmy, the sickly Timmy that's rat, it. finally comes to the rescue. Nobody came back from the original except for... Shannon Doherty. Dom
0: Dillard. <laughs> 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 Shannon Doherty. She needed the paycheck. Too good even for her. Yeah. Oh, Harvey Corman's in that one, though. huh? Uh, Ralph Macchio? Yeah, dude. There's a voice in... It's probably Timmy. And he, he No, he's the narrator. Oh, wait, no. Peter, <laughs> what? Who no, no, is no, no, going no.
1: to hire Ralph Macchio to be the narrator for your No, oh, I'm sorry, you're right. He's a 17-year-old seven year Tim. So but, uh, back in the day, when I was living on the farm, what? William H.
0: Macy is the voice of Justin? Get the fuck out of town. Peter McNichol does the narrator. Why am I su- dripping uh, this goo? And actually, Arthur, uh, is it Mal- Arthur Miller? Mal- he the voice of Mister Ages. He comes back. He He's comes still back. around.
1: And, and so then his is another story. So we're led to believe that what his he he messed up his leg trying to poison dragon the last time. Yeah, that's what happened. There's a cool backstory I wish we'd have seen. No, we hear about it.
0: <laughs> Listen, there's only a $7 million budget show.
1: It's a 82-minute t- uh, well,
0: film. Well, maybe
1: we take away five minutes of fucking Dom DeLuise making me nervous with how hyperactive he is. Could have done with like, that. Like, I feel like I could feel his sweat from just his voice work. You needed something for the kids. <laughs> yes, the, the rapey Dom DeLuise. <laughs> Not rapey. Oh, my gosh. All right, so would you recommend The Secret of NIM*? Absolutely, especially if you're an animation
0: fan. Uh, It it still looks gorgeous, even today, I think you would agree. And please watch it in HD, in beautiful widescreen, color gamut HD. Uh, Everything looks brighter and sharper and better than I ever remember watching it. Mm -hmm. Um, And still some really great uh, effects going on here. And to know that things that we take for granted, you know, these glowing... You know, when we, we talked about the Transformers, the movie. Yeah. A lot of those techniques came from this objects, film. You yeah. know, the the glows that spill over and the backlighting and the fire effect. And effects. then we
1: saw them employed in like Transformers and GI Joe. A yes. lot of eighties cartoons: Silverhawks, that's right, Thundercats. Like they were starting Hope. to take. They were <laughs> the fuck did you call me? <laughs> they were taking what Don Bluth was doing, mm-hmm. and they were doing it on a, a daily level with these pieces of animation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I think in, influencing a lot of Japanese animation. Yeah, I think so too. Um, and also,
0: just to, to finally see that the the art form of animation doesn't have to be singing animals. We can
1: uh, have have uh, a little bit of
0: darker fare yeah. in our animated films.
1: Mm-hmm. I would. Uh, well, it depends on who it is. If I would recommend this movie, if mm-hmm. you're, if it's a great study in animation, uh, ultimately a poor example though of a strong narrative in the animated film genre. True. Uh, and like I said earlier, it kind of suffers from an identity crisis. Uh, what did the Secret of Nim do right? You know something we haven't talked much about beyond that song
0: that is sung and played during the credits is the music. Mm-hmm. Very memorable score here, done by uh, Jerry Goldsmith, one of my favorite composers. Rest in peace. Um, who, uh, Spoilers. <laughs> he did uh, Explorers. You remember that movie, Explorers? Yeah, with did Ethan. The theme song for that. Did a couple of the Star Trek films. Um, didn't he do Dragonheart? I believe.
1: Yeah, he did. And, uh, and the score sounded kind of like this. And
0: I want to say Dragon the Bruce Lee
1: story. Didn't he do that one as well? No, that
0: was Randy Edelman. That's Randy Edelman. Fuck. Okay. Um. Oh, well, then that's the guy who Dragon Dragonheart. Oh, is it? Cut that part out. Yeah. Cut the part well,
1: out. he's also gone too, right? Isn't Randy Edelman gone? Uh, no, maybe you're, not. you're thinking of James Horner. I'm thinking of Randy Newman.
0: Randy Newman is not gone. Oh, it's oh. a story about French. Okay, he did Star Trek first contract.
1: Contract first. first con- Star, <laughs> Star Trek first contract. It's the, the it's the, the story <laughs> of getting the cast together and Leonard Nimoy holding out so exactly. that way George Takei could get equal billing. Oh, there you go. First contract. Uh, he did uh, Total Recall.
0: Congo coming soon to an episode. Total re recalling. Died in two thousand and four, uh, but one of my favorite scores of his.
1: Did he score you, a lot of a lot of uh, Don Bluth movies? Did he score American Tail? You know, I, I think The after, Land Before Time. I think
0: after this, uh, James Horner kind of stepped in because I know mm-hmm. he did uh, the Five Old. Films Fable goes the Fable films. Well, there's. Did you ever see Fable goes West? I did. I kind of liked it. It's not bad. Also, a great song in that one it's as well. Not as good as the first one. Animation's fantastic. Uh, and and one of the last roles for Jimmy Stewart
1: uh-huh. actually doing the voice in there. Uh, not a great film though, uh, but looks beautiful. It's not great. No, but but when you compare it to other animated, I think when you compare it to other animated films, Fable goes West is still pretty decent. But uh it still looks I mean head and shoulders above most other animated films especially at the it time. It looks so yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Uh all right so what I think Secret of Nim did right mm-hmm. the animation of uh, course easily like there's no way to avoid that. The animation is just beautiful mm-hmm. and also voice performances pretty solid. Not bad.
0: I love that they didn't uh, the the uh, and anti- not the antagonist. The the protagonist Mrs. Brisby who sadly there's another actress This was her last role She died young Really? Yeah Died oh. right after this film uh, But Gives kind of an Understated performance uh-huh. And uh Very naturalistic The way that he's directing them There, There's a lot of Um's and os And stutters Yeah It's not like I'm gonna read this line Perfectly there's some uh, uh, a little bit of characters. They're giving permission
1: to live within these characters. Exactly. Yeah. Especially uh, Don Luis. <laughs> oh, like a little too much. A little too much <laughs> permission. Maybe pull him back a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so what did the Secret of Nim do wrong?
0: Uh, yeah, Don Bluth, uh, great animator. Maybe not that great of a director. Um, yeah. and, and a little, there's a lot of great ideas in this film, uh, but I think he 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 took he wrote the screenplay. So he he took this source material and picked and chose chose the parts that he liked. Yeah, but then added in kind of this mysticism that uh, that would have been fine.
1: Had you just explained that a little bit? Just explain it.
0: Just explain it. Make it. It's okay. So the serum makes them super intelligent. Maybe it gives them telekinesis. Yeah, work that in In, in some special cases. Yes, and explain why the great owl has this ability to explain why Mrs. Brisby. And if it made them age slowly, why was Nicodemus old as fuck? Yeah, was he old when he got experimented on? Or yeah. has he just been around that long? Right. Yeah, that's a weird plot point that they kind of gloss over uh-huh. to. They're like, oh, your husband, had he lived, he would have outlived you and, and watched was you that become a, was, an old woman. Was, is
1: that passed on to their kids? Mm, like, that yeah. would have been kind of interesting to know. Yeah. Uh, well, like, your children now carry well, that. Well, find out
0: in the sequel. Secret <laughs> of nim <M2>. 2 <laughs> Timmy's
1: adventure. Timmy <laughs> to the rescue. Uh, I feel like there's a focus on the main story, which I imagine was a condemnation of animal testing that yeah. was sorely understated. Like, uh, And mm. I know, I understand that you might not want to get too heavy-handed with that message right. this isn't in 1982, yeah. right? But the sad fact is that the most interesting aspect of this story is is the stuff that we don't actually get to see, and that's the story of Jonathan Brisby. I felt like that's the most compelling aspect of this story and the thing that I kind of wanted to watch the most.
0: You know, I will say, though, there is something to, like, everybody that she encounters. And you're like, oh, you're are, you're the Mrs. Brisby? Uh-huh. So there's that mystery that's kind of bringing you along where I feel like if we knew too much about that character early on, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have had that
1: same impact. Well, then, I, I feel like you, what you do is you cut some of the stuff with her in the modern time. Like, let's lean it let's lean it down a little bit. Yeah. Maybe we don't need Timmy to be sickly, because that ultimately doesn't really come into play anyway. God bless us. Yeah. Everyone. We, we don't need him to be sickly. We could just have, like... We could have honestly started it with the farmer trying to, like, you know, mow the lawn or whatever. Yeah, and they need to move. And they need to move. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we go through her, like, her needing to meet the rats. And, like, this... You know, she's scared to meet the rats. And that's kind of where we introduce Mr. Ages. And through that, we start to explore the backstory of Jonathan Brisby. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I know that's kind of asking it to be way more complex than what an animated film was back then. And, you know, I have that the benefit of hindsight now at 41, seeing other great animated films and now trying to go, well, you should have done what this movie did 30 years after you were made. (laughs) Uh, But... But unfortunately, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, so if we were going to remake yeah. The Secret of Nim today, how would we do that? Looks like I've got eight characters here I've redone. I think you? I have ten. Oh, you got two more. Did you do
0: the kids? I, I did do two of the kids. Oh, oh, oh uh, Martin and Teresa? Yeah. Okay, I'll do that. Okay. Because right, I, I had some in mind.
1: All right. So I'm going to start with Martin. Okay. And that would be Modern Family's Nolan Gould. Oh, that the, kid's good. The voice of Martin, yeah. I'm
0: going to do a Jacob Tremblay. Yeah. Uh, that kid. From Room. Room, and then also, have you seen this new movie that's coming out uh, that's like an R-rated uh, kid. Oh, yeah, uh, the, uh, the Superman story? No. Oh, okay. Uh,
1: although, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about Brightburn? Brightburn, yeah. I'm talking about... I don't know if maybe he was in that. Good Boys. Good, good Boys. Good boys. Have you heard about this? Oh, yeah, it's like the super bad with yeah. the three... Yeah, but that, looks that looks funny as shit. looks funny
0: And that's him, man.
1: It, is it really? Yeah, the, wow. the main kid. Uh, Jacob Tremblay. So, uh, the voice of Teresa mm-hmm. could not do an animated movie and not throw Alice and Bree in there somewhere. So, oh. And she was almost my Mrs. Brisby. And she can do young because uh, she did Unikitty. Mm-hmm. So we know she can uh, raise her voice. So she is going to be my Teresa. I'm going to go with Millie Bobby Brown. That's good. Why not? 11. Yeah, no, Throw that's, that's awesome. Right. So who's the bottom of your list now? How about Auntie one? Shrew? Auntie Shrew. I'm going with Maggie Smith. I think you're going to like this one. Oh? I went with Brad Bird.
0: Oh, doing the Edna Mode the character. Edna Mode. <laughs> yes. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, darling. <laughs>
1: Oh, no, it's Auntie Shrew. And <laughs> <laughs> you children are spoiling. No capes. <laughs> they,
0: and she could have totally done cape, that to yeah, Miss Frisbee. Exactly. No capes. <laughs> All right, so who's next? Uh, let's do the bad guy, Jenner. Jenner? Mm-hmm. Jeff Goldblum. Oh, I love that. Yes, oh, sir. I would want to see him die, though. <laughs> but you wouldn't. It would just be
1: an animated rat. Oh, well,
0: true. Yeah, I know. Mm. But I don't even want to see a facsimile of <laughs> Jeff Goldblum be murdered uh however jenner jenna came up with my recast for jenner
1: uh-huh. with will arnett will arnett's Remember good man you cannot go wrong with will arnett cannot impossible love that guy so i guess your next on the list would be like mr ages uh yeah we can do mr ages let's All right. do that mr ages for me mm-hmm. jk simmons uh, Ooh, i like that i went through a couple on that one cantankerous too, until i until i fell on jk simmons i almost went with uh um don't say it it might be no, mine okay all right go ahead no you're gonna say ian Holm. no because that's mine no the ian mckellen stammers Ooh, ian mckellen i almost went with ian mckellen i
0: actually recast him for the great owl
1: that's great the lead my great owl the would be jeff bridges oh, not the dude jeff bridges though great. like straight up like uh like uh, kevin flynn yeah like older kevin flynn did you see that bad time that el royale no, I haven't. I really want to see it, though. It is,
0: it is, a, it is a movie that will stick with you. I yes. really enjoyed that. I, I think heard think more people need to see that. I heard Check it's Check it out. Good. It's a fun, fun film.
1: So, yeah, Jeff Bridges, My Great Owl. hmm um, I like who that. Do we, who do we have now? Is uh, that... You want to do Justin? Justin? Yeah, go Or ahead. Hero Rats? There's another genital. How about Ty Burrell? Ty Burrell's really good. Mm-hmm. I like we both have a modern family guy Yeah. In there. Uh, I went with Jason Schwartzman. Oh, I like that. I think Jason Schwartz will be able to voice that pretty well. He does a lot of... He's done the Wes Anderson animated Uh film, so why not? Yeah. I
0: like that a lot.
1: All right. So now that's our... We have our final two. No, three. Well, our final three. Jeremy. Jeremy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jeremy the Crow. Mm -hmm. Voiced by Josh Gad.
0: Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. I kind of went a similar vein. and went Zach Galifianakis. Zach Galifianakis
1: is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He's our generation. He's Dom just, DeLuise. just put, mm. <laughs> I'm sure he would love that. I bet he would love that. Uh. We'll put that on his tube. Zach Galifianakis. All right, here we go. Nicodemus. This, is, uh, this one was a tough one for me. Yeah? I went, through, I went through a few until I finally decided the perfect person to voice Nicodemus mm-hmm. would be Mark Hamill. Oh, oh, strong, very strong. I like that a lot. Because he had Jedi
0: powers. Yes, he does. (laughs) Fantastic. It would definitely have to be him. Well, I also went with someone with magical powers.
1: Yeah. How about Dumbledore, Michael Gambone? That's really good. Nicodemus. Mm. Uh, So now our final uh, Mrs. Brisby. Mrs. Frisbee. Voiced by Scarlett Johansson. Oh, what a great voice. Oh, I love that. She's around that right age,
0: too. She's found youthful, but still old enough to be a mother. Mm -hmm. She's not a girl, not Not yet yet a woman. woman. But Uh, but
1: definitely a woman. I went with. uh, But she's a widow. She she is a widow. That's a blessed widow. (laughs) (laughs) Fanta guys can't get any better than that. Um,
0: I went with an actress who uh, her natural voice is uh, as an accent. Kathleen Turner. (laughs) I'm Mrs. (laughs) Brady. We've got to move, poor Timothy. I don't know why this. She's harvesting. I'm not a mouse. I'm just drawn that way. (laughs) That's great. I went with the Emily Blunt's.
1: That's good. Mary Poppins. That's really but good. But doing her English accent. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? No, that's No, wonderful. not English accent. Her American I accent. <laughs> Honestly, I'm more on board with her doing her English accent. That'd be nice. Awesome. <laughs> she just be the only English person in this Mrs. whole movie. Mrs. Frisbee. No,
0: her Nicodemus.
1: Uh, this whole thing, for me, directed by Brad Bird. Ooh, that's good. If he's going to do the voice, so why not? Of course, not? why not? Yeah. Um, ooh, see, I didn't
0: do a director. Uh, more, uh, who's this? Gener- um, out of this or a Miyazaki
1: film? Um, oh, that would be great—a mm-hmm. Studio Ghibli production. See. Uh, why did you go Mexican? That's. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey. laughs> <Hey. laughs> Guys, if you have any thoughts on The Secret of Nim, if you agree with us, if you disagree on anything, go ahead and let us know. Go to Facebook.com slash Editing Bay or type in The Editing Bay in that search bar. That's going to bring up an image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. Click on that, and that's where you can talk back to us. Let us know what you think about the film, or if you have ideas for movies for us to watch in the future, you can go ahead and put your suggestions there. Uh, We also have a website, Rachel. Sure do. It's not The Editing Bay. It's not Edit Bay. It's EditingBay.com. Please go there.
0: Bookmark it. Anytime you need to know anything about our little podcast here, you're going to find it. Right there on editingbay.com. We have a tab there for all of our past episodes because we're uh, quickly approaching 300. Uh, but if you're a subscriber, you're only getting the most w- recent 100 episodes. Mm-hmm. We're going to try to remedy that soon. We're going to have an option for you guys to want to hear all of them. But until then, you can only get them on EditingBay.com. Also, we have uh, links to our social networks, the aforementioned Facebook page, and our Twitter handle, which is at The Editing Bay. B- bl- bl- Blay. Blay. The Editing Bay. <laughs> the Editing Bay. Uh, follow us there. You're going to get uh, news and links and figure out what movies we're talking about Just Bill Cosby or, uh, We're news. going to get news and, and links. And the putting pot. Pa- we blasm, blasm. That's right. Ed, ed,
1: Guys, leave us a rating and review on your podcasting app. Uh, we'd really appreciate that. Five-star rating helps us be seen. Seen by more people. Uh, and also, uh, if you have any kind of a review that you want to leave for us, uh, make it a five-star review. If you've got criticisms, five-star criticism. We don't mind if you want to tell us, hey, you could be doing this better. Just make it five stars. You know, you leave anything Impossible. less than that, you're kind of a dick. Don't be a dick. <laughs> Uh, but no, we would, we would appreciate that. Uh, so what are we going to do next well, week? Well, this is my choice and, uh, you get the last one of, uh,
0: of June, right? Yeah. We only have one more week in June. Yeah. Is it going to be an anime film?
1: No, it's not going to be an anime film because, honestly, we did X-Men last week. Yeah, Or not last week, the week before last Two weeks last ago, week. yeah. Uh, the last time we recorded, yes. we did X-Men. And, honestly, X-Men's based on a comic book. That's they had an animated series. counts. So I'm going to go ahead and let that mm, fit here. All right. Uh, and uh, instead, I want to explore a movie that I've wanted to explore for a while. And I think maybe the reason I'm picking this is because I kind of want Sarah to watch it. <laughs> uh, and I think she's avoided it. Uh as, <laughs> as you know, as a lot of people know, I spent 21 years working in radio. Well, that's right. And one of the things, uh, one of my heroes in radio, and it's someone that probably not a whole lot of people like. But uh, Really? Yeah. Uh, it's Howard Stern. What? People thought, have... He's uh, beloved, isn't he? Beloved, <laughs> Completely beloved. No, well, by his I listeners, know, listeners. I think a anyway. lot of people think that he's a little abrasive. I think that... No, you well, know, it's a shock jock. And so... There's a lot to Howard Stern that I look up to. Mm. Uh, There's just what he was able to fulfill and and achieve in radio. Absolutely. I think it's just... it's, It's nothing short of superhuman. Like... To be able to pull off yep. what you did and create a media empire out of it. He's fart man. That's, that's, yes, exactly. <laughs> he is a and That's what I want to focus on. <laughs> no, but I do want to talk next week. I want to talk about the movie Private Parts. Yes. And uh, the, the biopic of Howard Stern. Uh, we can go. <laughs> Sarah post the picture of the, of the fate, like the scared smiley, the emoji. <laughs> oh, you'll love it. It's fun. It's heartwarming. Uh, it's, it's a really good film. But yeah. I, I want to be able to come back because I haven't watched that movie in a while. Uh oh. I want to come back to it, talk about it with you mm-hmm. and with our listeners and, uh, and see how it holds. Up. It'll be fun to revisit this um, because they kind of came out at the height of his popularity, and then
0: I think years, just a few years after this is when he signed his big serious XM deal, right? Yeah, so it's yeah. like everybody knew Howard Stern. Is he still? Is he yeah. still doing a show yeah, on Sirius is. XM? Sure is.
1: Um, I wonder how relevant he is. He nowadays. just he just released his latest book. His, oh, he's got another his book. third book. So he did Private Parts, Public which is parts. what this movie is based on, mm-hmm. is his autobiography, Private Parts. Then he did a follow up to it called Miss America. Oh, yeah. And then it's been it's been decades, two decades, I think, since the last book. Mm. And he released a movie, uh, a book called Howard Stern Comes Again. And (laughs) what it is, it's not autobiographical. It is a collection of his his best interviews. All of his oh, fans. and if there's anything, if, yeah. you, if you like Howard Stern, don't like Howard Stern. One thing that you've got to give the guy is he's an amazing interviewer. He has an ability to make people open up, uh huh, unwillingly. Sometimes. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, been kind of slowly getting into it. And that's to read interviews makes it a little bit more. It's easily digestible. You just kind of read a few interviews, put it down, maybe come back to it a little bit later. One of the things I find fascinating is that one of his biggest fans was Donald Trump. And so there are like right. seven or eight different interviews oh, where he talks to Donald Trump oh, and great. just the shit that he said back then, before he was even thinking about running for a presidency, yeah. like just this shit and to read it and to kind of decipher what he's saying. Like it, there's one interview he did right after nine yeah, 11. I knew you were going to Nine 11 interview. Yes. And he talks about like, he's like, so how are things going? You know, how, how are things happening? Like, what are you going through now as someone who's, you know, who, who owns property here in New York? And like, all Donald Trump could talk about was like how, how property was booming. Like he was able to, he's just selling <laughs> it. And that's not where Howard Stern was going with it. You know, like he was trying to get out of him, Like, what are you doing right now with people who are scared to come back into yeah. the city living in your buildings? Right. Like, what do you, and he's talking about like, you know, oh yeah, no, it's popular. It's, it's really a boom. It's a great time to be selling, you know, real estate. And I'm like, holy shit. Uh, so yeah, no. Shocking. All of this to say, like next week, going to be talking about Howard Stern's Private Parts, yeah. uh, directed by Betty Thomas. Nice, and uh, yeah, really looking forward to that. Uh, th- what's his name? The uh, the guy who plays uh, Fortman. No, he was <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was in Sideways. Uh, Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti makes one of his first film appearances uh, in this movie. Pig fucker. Yeah. Pig fucker? Pig vomit. Pig vomit. It's pig fucker for real in the books. <laughs> but in the movie, they changed it to big pig vomit. That's right. Got to get that PG-13 rating. Yeah. So, uh, Wait, no, this was R, wasn't it? It was an R-rated That's movie. That's right. Do you have anything else? I do not. No. I'm looking um, forward to it. Before we go, I just want to plug a new show. Oh. Got cast in a a big role. What? In a new show. You can talk about it? Called Midnight Occult Civil Servants. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's kind it, of like... Is it su- anime? It's supernatural. Yeah? In a way But uh, but if it were an anime And I, I just started working oh. on it uh, Now the funny thing is I did a voice a while back And at the time It was just Man 1B Right And it ended up being like A voice on the phone In episode 1 Now here we are Like in episode 10 Uh huh and I finally kind of am revealed as a character. Oh, and I think it's going to be pretty interesting. If you nice. guys have the Funimation app, if you guys, uh, I don't know if it's on Crunchyroll, but if you have a, f- a way to find it, Midnight Occult Civil Servants. Oh, check it out. Uh, really, uh, really cool deal Sweet. there. Sweet. Yeah. Congrats, man. Thank you very much. Nice. Um, no more cat.
0: My roommate's a cat. Still my roommate is a cat is done for now. Oh. Yeah. Uh,
1: all right. So, guys, uh, we will see you next week. For mm-hmm. Howard Stern's private parts. Hell Jeff, yeah. thank you very much, sir. Yeah. Joel, always a pleasure. Pleasure's all mine. See you guys later. Bye. Running around, banks,
2: all on the Scooby
0: You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.